I've done my work in a positive way. I really want education to move forward. Uh, the diversity of how we're educating students today is a powerful mechanism. And I, I think we have to embrace that and certainly realize that different paths are appropriate. And those paths are pertinent to the needs of the child and not the needs of the organization. I, We've got to get over that piece of just one size fits all and make certain that we continue to build this network of pathways for students. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. It's with great pleasure that I welcome to the show one of our newest members and leader coaches to our team, Tim Rosden. Tim has served in education for 36 years as a teacher, assistant principal, principal, assistant superintendent, and was elected three times to the office of superintendent. (laughs) Yes, I said elected. Tim led a district where they elect superintendents. His work and his life have been in Santa Rosa County, Florida. And I've had the great pleasure of knowing Tim because Santa Rosa County is right in the neck of our neighborhood of, of where I live. And Tim was a fantastic superintendent. Tim's service brought excellence to the school district. His work at Pace High School assisted in moving the school to an A ranking. And as principal at Navarre High School, his leadership increased the school grade from a C to an A over a three-year period. Under his leadership as superintendent, Santa Rosa School District, County School District schools prospered. His work increased the graduation rate 10 percentage points, increased the district ranking to an A status, and provided robust work in career academies. He retired as superintendent in November, 2020. Tim led the district to be one of the highest performing school districts in Florida. And that was continuous year after year. And on a personal note, Tim has a new grandbaby. Uh, That is a joy in his life along with his family. So Tim, I'm so excited to welcome you to our show today. So great to have you on our team. Uh, Janet, it is a pleasure to be here. I have uh, admired this podcast for some time and used it in my professional experiences and development. Uh, uh, The most important piece of that dialogue is the grandchild. And as you can fully understand, he is the center of our world right now. And uh, just brings me back to the days uh, of, of the classroom where, you know, you really had that connection with students and making certain that our work today, uh, the work that we do with evidence-based learning is is that important. So connecting to students is a powerful piece of what we do, and I just look forward to uh, working with school districts abroad. Sounds great, Tim, and I've seen a couple of pictures of him, and he's he's adorable, and you can tell that you, uh, you have a great love for him, so just wonderful, wonderful to see. So let's start. I, I did a little bit of an introduction, but Tell our listeners a little bit more about your background and experiences, if you would. 36 years worth of work in public education, all in the same school district, is somewhat of an enigma. I graduated from a high school here in Santa Rosa County and uh, returned to teach. My first teaching assignment was in that same school system. So I'd known Santa Rosa County literally as a student, uh, a teacher, an administrator, and as a superintendent, uh, 
My work began as a classroom teacher where I learned very quickly that leadership is not just something that the superintendent does, but it's something that flows down to each and every one of us. We all have our role and responsibilities. And those responsibilities are important because if we don't do our role and our responsibilities, there are gaps and there's there's deficiencies. And those deficiencies become large as you roll through it. So as a classroom teacher, I realized that my sincere standard development lesson wasn't nearly as important as my ability to lead students to have a passion for history or social sciences. And so that stuck with me as a leader. Uh, as assistant principal, you, you really are working in those realms, principal the same way. But I did realize that as you expand your territory, you certainly influence people differently, uh, sometimes less and sometimes more, but you always influence them. And then as superintendent, I'll tell you, that is uh, the most challenging job I think anyone could ever have. It is uh, certainly in Santa Rosa County in the state of Florida, most school districts are still elected. So an elected superintendent takes on different challenges. But the real challenge is, of course, is keeping a focus on passion for learning uh, for your teachers and administrators and those that serve students. And I found in that 36 years of work, there's some common pieces to that work, uh, no matter where you're serving, whether you be a classroom teacher, or assistant principal, principal, or, or superintendent, you're still having to do some very common pieces of moving learning forward. And um, I have enjoyed the, the work, and uh, now I'm enjoying somewhat of retirement. <laughs> It sounds great, Tim. You know, when you started the conversation a few minutes ago, you know, you when you talked about, you know, just looking at at everyone's a leader, right? I mean, when we're teachers, we're leaders. And I found myself in the last two or three months saying that more and more. You know, when people are asking, you know, what do we do in the work, in our work? I'm like, well, we we really build leadership capacity in the organization and then build individual leadership skills. So because we're looking at everyone as a leader and helping the entire district and the people in the district really develop those leadership skills. And I just, it's funny that you said that because I just think that's, that's more important than ever. And probably one of the things we've learned um, in the last year. I, th I think you're absolutely correct. And unfortunately COVID and this virus really brought silos and those silos were not always overcome with a virtual meeting. And I think part of a piece of our work now is, is to bring back together that mission that everyone has a service opportunity to affect students positively. Yeah, great way to say that. So looking back, you know, a, a little bit, um, you know, glad you're with us now and, and uh, working with our partner organizations. They're going to get a, a lot from you, Tim. But take it. let's take a little bit of a, a, a time going back and thinking about yourself as superintendent. You know, and um, before it gets too far away from you, you know, what did you learn about yourself when you were serving in that role? That is a, such a good question. First of all, I learned that I'm capable of more than I thought I was capable of doing. Uh, the superintendency, whether it be elected or appointed, brings out of you your best. And sometimes it enables you to see some of the most glaring mistakes that you can possibly have in your work. It shows weaknesses very carefully and very quickly. So I found out I was very capable, more capable than I thought I was. I also discovered very early that I had, I knew I had blind spots and those blind spots were real and they were evident. And unless I intentionally addressed those blind spots, they were, they were going to affect the way I served and the way and the decision processes that I used. So I had to very early on intentionally address those blind spots and 
you can call them weaknesses or developmental needs or whatever it is that you want to use the nomenclature for. But the real out, the reality is that all of us have those pieces of our work that aren't as good as other pieces. And so I very quickly realized that I couldn't just rely on those strengths that I had uh, because that didn't fellowship and didn't meet the needs of all of the people that I was leading. So that was a really important piece. And I also, also learned that you, you never, ever can stop learning. And so as, as superintendent, leadership became a focus, not just for my immediate uh, staff and, and directorships, but, but really for all of those individuals that I influenced. And that was not just those who served in, in center as a county, as a teacher or administrator or custodian, it didn't matter, but also had to lead parents, also had to lead the community, also had to lead organizations that genuinely wanted to assist and develop us as a school system. So that was a powerful realization. Um, and I realized very early in that work that I had to make that a high priority. I think back over one of the, the great things about you, Tim, is, you know, as you, you're very self-reflective, you're a learner and, and reflective. And really, you know, I find when, when leaders, we all have, you're right, we all have those blind spots that we have to manage through and face, you know, own them, face them and better ourselves. And for those leaders who can face that and do that, you know, they usually grow to become really good leaders. For those that don't, that's usually an ending point. So, you know, I think that's, it's really great great advice for our listeners is really thinking through, you know, how do I really address my blind spots and open my mind to that? Um, So, you know, we talked a little bit about what you learned about yourself. You know, what did you learn about leading a team? I I found that a team is not complete unless it's diverse in skill and attitude and passion. Uh, Placing a team together, putting a team together needs to be done intentionally so that we address all the needs of those that you're serving. And I, I specifically call that to mind because I, I think often as superintendents and as leaders, we're, we're a bit myopic in our work and we tend to go to those strengths that we know will get us results or we know will will play well for a while. And, and the reality is unless you're building your team with with good solid leadership diversity, then you're going to be empty and gap and have gaps. And those gaps are, they're gonna show very quickly as you begin to lose focus with some of those groups that you lead. So I found you gotta build that team. It's gotta be a powerful, powerful piece of your work. And I also realized that even rock star leaders need developing. And I found Often we tend to look at those people and think, ah, they're fine. They'll be okay. Well, as you are well aware, we, we round in the center of the county. And so I learned very quickly that almost 100% of the failures that I was seeing in leadership design were because of some personal relationship or personal circumstances or some personal flaw that that leader didn't see or didn't know. And so building that relationship was a high piece moving those people who needed moving. And that's everyone. So even rock stars need developing, even rock stars need to learn, and even rock stars need to be challenged. And that leader in your organization, in my organization, that genuinely believes they are where they need to be, really just need to back up for themselves, including you and me, and realize we still have a, a lot to learn. And that learning really matters. It allows us to see our blind spots. It allows us to look at ourselves with, you know, with accuracy. And I think that's a powerful piece of learning and growing. 
That's great. So, you know, as you think about your yourself and what you've learned and what you've um, learned about your team, you know, now you're in that world of being a coach and trusted advisor. So, um, you know, what is being a coach and trusted advisor to other leaders? You know, how will that give you purpose, Tim? You know, I really thought about this. I think very clearly that, that I really like teaching and teaching is and mentoring is a piece of me that's just a powerful part. So I, I think it allows me to make education better. I think I can bring to the table some experiences, both of successes and failures, uh, where I learned lessons. And if I can just divert that piece away from one leader or one partner, then, then I've done my work in a positive way. I really want education to move forward. Uh, the diversity of how we're educating students today is a powerful mechanism. And I, I think we have to embrace that and certainly realize that different paths are appropriate. And those paths are pertinent to the needs of the child and not the needs of the organization. I, we've got to get over that piece of just one size fits all and make certain that we continue to build this network of pathways for students as they roll. Eric Little said in Chariots of Fire, which is absolutely one of my favorite movies, he says, when I, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. So when I teach, I do the same. It's just part of who I am. And I am happiest when I'm in front of a classroom, whether it be a group of seventh graders who need to know more about oral geography or, or a group of superintendents who genuinely believe that they are at the pinnacle of their work and they're not because I wasn't and you aren't. So if we just get satisfied, we get lazy. So I really want to challenge them to have that mentality of self-reflection really breeds opportunities for development. Yeah, that's wonderful, Tim. You know, I think as you leave today, um, you've given us a lot of great thoughts and some recommendations and things to reflect on and learn. You know, but as we close today, if you had one final thought on being a great leader, what would that be? Never get satisfied. I, I consider myself as an emerging leader, even with 36 years worth of educational experience and 12 as a superintendent, I have so much to learn. And getting out of that comfort zone, getting out of that that little niche that you're in, that we I get in often, really does create growth. It creates opportunities. Just uh, a leader who has has talent, but deficits like like I do, I'm just going to grow every day. And that's what I want to do as a leader. And I think that growth allows me to examine my failures and to successes and, and learn a great deal from how I can influence others in a positive light. The nuts and bolts are really important in our work. We, as superintendents, we have to balance budgets. We have to work with school boards. But the most powerful thing that we can do is to promote education in a way that students faculty, staff, all want to be a part of and engage in that work as a mission rather than just as a job. And that's the passion that I bring to education. That's what I want uh, to be able to articulate to others as we do this work. You know, as I listen to you, I, I think I just I think about the partners that I serve and and the relationships that we build. And one of the things that you said, Tim, was, you know, that we're always learning. You know, personally, I think about you know, my, I've, I've, I'm in a leadership role, but I also am working with a lot of leaders and facilitating conversation and engaging in good, deep thought. And I learn so much from them, you know, so much. I mean, it's a, it's a constant, our, the, the greatest part about our work is that we're in a classroom all the time with the leaders that we're working with, you know, and I'm, I've, I've learned more you know, in the last years, you know, than I could have ever even imagined. So with that said, I'm just so glad that you're part of our team. And I look forward to learning with you 
us learning together and us always learning from the people that we serve in each and every day. Thank you so much for being with us today, Tim. Thank you so much for allowing me to serve. So as you all leave today and uh, just, I really enjoyed the conversation with Tim. First of all, I've known Tim for quite some time and it's always good having a conversation with him and just reflecting on the meaning of our profession. And I think what Tim said is really important that we have so much work ahead of us to continue to make the, the educational experience for students one you know, that is the greatest that we can make. And it's, I think the time, it's always been important, but I just really feel like our time now and what we have in front of us is even more important, especially as we go into this year. This is a, this is a year where we're all staying highly attentive to the needs of the people that we serve each and every day. And Tim is indeed that servant leader. So again, I thank him for being with us today. I hope you all join us on October 27th and 28th for our virtual What's Right in Education conference. You know, we were debating whether or not we were gonna have that in person and virtual and boy, now I'm so glad, you know, that we made the decision to have it virtual because I think that's probably a place where we all are, are gonna, gonna be able to experience a broader base of learning with each other. So please join us for that virtual event. It gives us a time to learn and network with each other. And we're also continuing our roundtables every other Tuesday. So if you wanna connect with other leaders and connect with our coaches like Tim, join us and connect with us at studereducation.com event. As always, I thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. If you're looking for more resources related to today's episode, head over to studereducation.com slash podcast. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week, everyone.